his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. The older I get, the colder I get, so we're going to try to move fast today, but we are here for a very important reason. Uh, there's a lot going on today. I do appreciate the media that was able to join us here today. Uh, just behind us, you can see the Norfolk Southern Rail Yard, where countless train cars pass through every single day. I want to acknowledge the hardworking members of organized labor that keep the rail yard moving each and every day and keep our economy going. We're joined here today by uh, the representative of those great work workers, and that's Jim Lewis, who is the vice president of the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen. We're also joined by Bruce Becker, the Empire State Passengers Association. Also, my colleagues in government, uh, Senator Sean Ryan, Assemblymember John Rivera, Assemblywoman Monica Wallace, Assemblywoman uh, Karen McMahon, and... Also, Councilmember Brian Nowak. I want to thank all my colleagues for uh, being here, joining us. Uh, all of us work together to uh, send a letter uh, to the rail industry calling on them to implement technology across this country that will avoid the horrific tragedy that we're seeing unfold down in East Palestine, Ohio, as well as work with the federal government and local leaders at the state level and across this country to ensure that there is accountability in the rail industry that for all means does not exist today. As far as I'm concerned, there's not an iota of accountability uh, across the rail industry. That needs a change. And we're coming here today and we're working across New York State and with our federal partners to create accountability in the rail industry so once again we can create a safer environment not just for the communities that these rail companies serve and cut through each and every day but for the workforce that runs these uh, rail systems. Um, we all know how important freight rail is to our region, our state and our nation. It's an efficient, affordable, reliable way of transporting massive amounts of goods across the country, keeping our supply chains intact and prices in check. But like every mode of transportation, the rail industry poses risks. We saw that all too clearly last month in East Palestine, Ohio, when a Norfolk Southern freight train derailed, resulting in a dangerous fire, leaked chemicals, evacuated residents, in an ongoing ecological and health catastrophe. According to the NTSB, a, the train that carried 149 rail cars, including 
20 tra tra tank cars that included combustible liquids, flammable liquids, flammable gas, including vi vinyl chloride. Unfortunately for the people of East Palestine, the train was not equipped with the modern electronically controlled pneumatic brakes. And local government was not informed that dangerous chemicals were passing through the area. The result was a months long nightmare that continues to unfold. And the saddest part uh, is, according to the chair of the NTSB, this disaster was 100% preventable. That means that decisions that have been made in the past resulted in this catastrophe taking place. We wanna make sure as a community, as leaders on the state level and on the federal level, that we prevent this sort of disaster from ever taking place here in New York or anywhere else across this country. And we're standing here together calling on the rail industry to create and work with our federal partners and state partners to make reforms that will make the system safer for all involved. We are here today jointly calling on the railroad executives and policy makers in Washington to act. Under the Obama administration, the Federal Railroad Administration began to implement a rule that would mandate use of electronically controlled brakes, which allowed trains to brake in a safer and smarter way, avoiding trail derailments and preventing the train from accordion type uh, system when it does brake. But rail interests convinced the Trump administration to roll these regulations back leaving the outdated and less safe braking system in place. We sent a letter to the rail executives demanding that they begin to implement use of this proven technology and that they embrace transparency and notify governments when dangerous content is passing through the community so emergency responders can be ready to act in a moment's notice. In talking to leaders in the workforce like Jim Lewis, we were told that it took 90 minutes to notify the first responders down in East Palestine by the rail industry during this disaster. That is not only unacceptable, that is an absolute derelict of duty by the rail industry and they need to be held accountable. Western New York has countless miles of rail passing through the urban, suburban, and rural communities. And every one of the residents across our community and across this great state deserve to have a peace of mind knowing that the rail cars that are operating near their homes are using the safest technology possible. So once again, I appreciate everybody for being here today. This is a community-driven effort, and me and my colleagues are doing everything that we can not only to sound the alarm, but to hold the rail industry accountable and to create reforms that'll make the rail industry safer across this state and across the nation. With that, I'm gonna turn it over to my great colleague in state government, Senator Sean Ryan, who, by the way, today celebrates his 58th birthday. Senator. <laughs> I'm expecting a cake somewhere here today. Um, thank you, Senator Kennedy, thank you. All my colleagues who are here today to talk about this issue. You know, we're no stranger in Western New York to this concept of what happens when corporations put profit in front of safety. You know, we have a legacy here of that. You know, we have the Buffalo River that was polluted to the point of you can start it on fire 
you Tonawanda Coke actively polluting the community and lying to regulators about it. We all know about what happened to Hooker Chemical and Love Canal, and we're still cleaning up the Bethlehem Steel site. So we live with those consequences. So we are horrified to see the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, awful. Images that can make your stomach churn. I saw an interview with a man from East Palestine. He said, even though the data from the EPA showed that the environmental impact is not significant at this point, go try to tell someone from East Palestine that. You know, they don't believe it. You want to go visit there this summer? Uh, I doubt it. So we feel bad for the folks who live in this, those neighborhoods. But when you look around you throughout Western New York, we have the rail lines threaded through all of our neighborhoods. This is not an uncommon sight. Nice neighborhood, backs up to a railroad track. I grew up six houses from a railroad track. It was a common thing. But it seemed in the 80s we had a confidence at least that the train companies were working with communities to keep us safe. They've gone the other way. They are working to make it as unsafe as possible as long as their profits keep going up. Uh, but I know one thing for sure. I sure as heck don't want any trains going through my community unless they have the best braking systems available and the railroad corporations have pushed hard to make it so their trains can be less safe. Hard to imagine that's the truth, but that is the current state of affairs. So we are asking the railroad companies, North of Folk Southern, all of them, to voluntarily come under the mandates of putting on safe brakes and other railway safeties. Uh, it's going to be a long fight. It seems the railways have been really having their way in Washington, D.C. And for the sake of communities like the one here in Chittawaga and all over western New York, we need to make sure that the railways are safe, especially as they thread through our neighborhood. Um, I want to introduce the next speaker. The guy who really put this together is Assemblymember uh, John Rivera. Uh, good to see you this morning, John. Thank you, Senator. Well, thank you everybody for joining us here today. You know, this neighborhood that we're standing in is a lot like a lot of neighborhoods in Western New York and truthfully, a lot of neighborhoods in the Northeast. Uh, we could be standing right now in East Palestine. We could be standing right now in countless other municipalities where railways traverse it over and over and over again. In this country last year, over 800 derailments. Just in Western New York alone, or just in Erie County alone, there's over 36 stations. This, what happened in Ohio could happen here. And the reason that we've gotten together on this beautiful day, <laughs> in this beautiful weather, is to, is to make clear that we're not gonna wait for another derailment. We're not gonna wait for another accident. We're not gonna wait for another catastrophe. Uh, that we're pushing the industry to do something about it now before our communities are damaged anymore. Uh, right now, we're standing in a beautiful residential neighborhood in front of a park where children play, right next to our throughway where tens of thousands of cars traverse every, every day, right by our airport, right by tens of thousands of other uh, residents that call this area home. If this were to affect, or if what happened in Ohio happened here, uh, we'd be paying the debt for generations, just like they are. Uh, so that's why we've come together. That's why we're gonna continue to pursue this. We know that this is a fight to fight, uh, but we're here to fight it. Uh, we didn't come, you know, we don't spend our time in Albany or in our town hall 
because we enjoy the, the, the weather there either. We do that because we were elected to do something. We were elected to bring change. We were elected to fight a fight. We were elected to make sure that no matter what happens, those that can't advocate for themselves have people to advocate for them. Uh, and that's why we're doing this, because we know that the rail industry is huge, it's enormous, it's powerful, uh, but there are people like us all over this country that are making the same statements we are. Uh, so we're gonna fight until we see change. One of the people that's been fighting for this community that we stand in right now for years uh, is the next person that's gonna be coming up, Assemblywoman Monica Wallace. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. So, good afternoon. Thank you to uh, my colleagues. Thank you to Senator Kennedy and uh, Senator Ryan. Thank you to uh, Assemblymembers Rivera and McMahon. Thank you to Councilmember Brian Nowak, who represents this community as well. And thank you, of course, to uh, Jim and Bruce from Labor for joining us today. We are gathered here today to call for greater restrictions and accountability on trains carrying hazardous materials. 10 years ago, a train derailed outside Quebec, destroying an entire town and killing 47 people. Fast forward 10 years and we see another tragedy in East Palestine. It's time for the rail industry to stop putting profits over people. And if they won't do it themselves, it's time for the federal government to make them. That means increasing transparency by requiring the disclosure of hazardous materials on every train and having that list readily available in the event of an accident. If we can know right after a plane crash every person that's on their plane, we, can, we should be able to know what every train is carrying. That means requiring safety equipment to be installed that would make communities safer, like the ECP brakes that uh, Senator Kennedy spoke about. And that means requiring a two-man crew uh, standard where at least two people would be on every single train. If railroad, if railroad companies want the privilege of carrying hazardous materials across our country into densely populated communities like this one, they owe it to every American and every New Yorker to be a good steward of our community. And with that, I'm going to introduce uh, my friend and colleague in the New York State Assembly, Karen McMahon. Thanks, Monica. Uh, good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here. I'd like to thank my colleague, Senator Kennedy and Assemblymember Rivera for organizing this event and for giving all of us, my colleagues in government, the opportunity to stand together and call for more stringent safety standards in the railroad industry in order to prevent a disaster in our community. The Ohio train derailment was devastating, shocking, but should not have been entirely surprising given the state of rail regulation in our country at this time. One doesn't have to look at a map to notice that Western New York is crisscrossed with railroad tracks. 
Buffalo and the surrounding municipalities see heavy train traffic every day as we sit at a crossroads between the Great Lakes and Canada and all the large cities of the East Coast. The environmental and public safety disaster in Ohio is made even more sobering when considering that the Norfolk Southern train that was involved in this disaster passed through our community prior to the derailment. We simply cannot sit back and hope that a disaster like the one in Ohio doesn't happen here. We need the private rail companies to step up, take responsibility, and tighten their safety standards. We're calling for full transparency, requiring carriers to disclose the contents of the train prior to departure so municipalities and emergency crews know the potential threats. And electronically controlled pneumatic brakes should be required on all trains carrying hazardous materials. These are common sense changes to current railway practices that will go a long way in protecting our communities and the environment from a potentially catastrophic derailment and spill. For thousands of Western New Yorkers, the sound of trains rolling through our neighborhoods has faded into the background, becoming just another part of daily life. We seldom consider the risk and potential danger, so we must take this opportunity when it is front of mind to improve rail safety so a disaster like the one we saw last month in Ohio does not occur in our backyard. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Brian Nowak, Town of Chictawaga. Uh, 45 years ago, there were over three dozen Class 1 railroads. They are the railroads with the most mileage, they own the most track, what have you. Today, 45 years later, after an era of deregulation, you can count the Class 1 railroads on one hand. On the downside, that makes it harder for elected officials on the state and local level to stand up to large concentrated corporate power. But there's an upside to this. That means you only have a handful of folks to bring to the table four or five companies uh, on the federal level to get them around a table to work as partners with the public sector and work with the government to ensure that tracks are safe, that cars are coupled together the right way, that the bridges are safe. All these other issues that are being talked about are being looked at since the uh, derailment in East Palestine. Um, so this concentration of corporate power has, has its issues, it has its problems, but it means that the two major rail companies that come through Chittawaga, CSX and Norfolk Southern, are just two folks we need to talk to. Years and years ago, there may have been many more. So hopefully we can look at the bright side of this and realize there's just a handful of folks that own lots of track, lots of bridges, and have a lot of power. And they come as cooperative partners in ensuring the public that they're improving safety, they're improving working conditions, and they're making things better because the news that's come out about the rail industry in the last five to ten years is just getting more and more for you know out of their workers uh, and in prioritizing profit over safety and improvement of the infrastructure. Um, so thanks. Thank you, Councilman. Thank you, Councilman. Uh, finally, we're going to hear from Jim Lewis again, the national vice president for the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen. Right. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Um, you're going to hear from a guy that's got uh, working on 47 years here on the railroad. So a lot of this, uh, you know, really catches you. You know, every day uh, in all these conditions, you know, we got professional uh, locomotive engineers and uh, employees from all other crafts that try to do everything we can to try to keep these rails, these rails safe. But what we've watched over the last six years 
is the uh, staffing being cut down by a third. We've watched trains uh, become now uh, double in size, up to two, three miles long. Uh, the only thing that stops them is limitation of some of the terrain. Uh, they have cut down inspections, uh, not only on the cars, but on the trackage. And it's all out of precision railroading that wants to uh, sit there and try to do more for less. It's regarding for the stockholders. Um, and that's all they're looking for their, um, is their, their profits. I have to go and confirm everything you just heard here today from all the, the past speakers here. In 2013, as they talked about the incident that happened in Quebec, uh, I was put on a, as part of a, a part with the Federal Railway Administration under the Obama administration, and we put together a proposed rulemaking in 2016 to stop what happened here uh, in Palestine with the braking system. In 2019, the past administration, who was uh, held the CEO for uh, the FRA, was a past CEO for Conrail. Uh, he came in and we, they pulled everything under Elizabeth Chow. Everything that uh, we had planned to try to make it safer for us in the communities went right out the door. And we really need to basically readdress what we looked at in 16 and, and try to avoid uh, what's gone on here and we've seen in the last few weeks before it happens again. Uh, we're professionals and we want to make this community safe. Our, our, our employees live in these towns. We know what we, we run every day and we want to make this safe for everyone. And I really appreciate and support uh, everything that the uh, Western New York delegation has done for us on the railroad side and look, uh, look forward to working with them again. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you uh, to Jim Lewis. Uh, I also want to acknowledge uh, Mark Boyd, the Chief of Staff for Assembly Majority Leader Crystal Peoples-Stokes, who's joined us here as well. Uh, she also signed the letter with our delegation here uh, calling for safer uh, uh, industry. So uh, with that, we'll open up to any questions you may have. Yeah, in many ways, the rail companies are beholden to the federal government because of interstate commerce laws. That being said, as the chair of transportation, uh, I'm working right now with my colleagues uh, and with my legal team to see what we can do as a state, as a local community, in order to put in place better safety standards and to hold these rail companies accountable so what happened in East Palestine, Ohio, never happens here in New York or, quite frankly, anywhere else. We're in the process of reviewing that right now. Well, look, th th this is a bipartisan push, certainly, but, you know, right now uh, we have a Democratic governor, a Democratic Senate, and a Democratic Assembly, and these leaders here are working very closely to make sure that both of our respective conferences are leading the charge here in Western New York and across New York State for safety rail standards and speaking with our federal partners like Congressman Brian Higgins, who's helping us to lead the charge at the federal level uh, in order to create better safety standards across this country. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? ...a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.